Hi there, Editor Simon here. Just a quick reminder to check your local fire safety regulations before you start a fire in any space. Hey, Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Ben. It's 11.15 in Scotland, late at night, and it's uh, tea time for you guys in Canada, I think. Yeah, about 6.15 our time. And uh, you're doing much better for weather. We're at kind of minus 20 right now up in northern Ontario, and we did manage to get outside and do some Kelly cuttling in the snow, though, so maybe that will come up later. Yeah, um, I saw some I saw some uh, pretty, cool, pretty cool photographs. Yeah, I was quite impressed. So as we spoke about before, each episode, we're going to try and focus in on one particular stove. And tonight we're going to be talking about the Tranger, which uh, was a gift to us from you, I think, if I remember rightly. And um, last year saved our bacon, quite literally, because we went backcountry hmm. canoe camping during a fire ban. And so the piece of kit that we would typically take the kelly cutter we couldn't use because of the fire risk so for three nights and four days the tranja was our source of hot water food hot drinks and all sorts cool well that's nice that's nice no it was a present that a present that worked out i have to be um 100 honest here and say that it was a very very cheap present in that i bought it from a charity shop in scotland on the way home from a funeral i bought two of them slightly bigger one and a slightly smaller one and and when I came over to visit you guys, we, we left behind the bigger one. And at the time, I remember thinking, I don't know if you guys will use it because it's sunny and it's dry and in the summer and you guys use a Kelly kettle and a campsite. And I don't know. I don't know if you'll ever need a tranche. So it's it's kind of cool to hear it worked out. Yeah, it was quite fantastic. I, I don't have a lot of experience with alcohol stoves, which is the basis of this. Uh, temperature control was kind of hot or warm. But we managed to get all our hot drinks sorted. We even cooked up some fresh caught pike, wow. which is a northern northern lake pike um, uh-huh. uh, that we'd caught from the canoe. And it was quite amazing because uh, the way the tranger set up, it everything's contained in terms of your heat source away from any combustibles. There's no sparks or way to connect that heat to the outside world other than the pan that's cooking directly above the burning alcohol and um it's quite efficient in terms of cool time once once you've blown out the alcohol flame it cools off pretty quickly so yeah i was quite impressed by it oh great well the original reason for it was was at the time um your son simon was sort of 10 11 12 and um we were trying to think what's what's the stove that we could bring across that's that's really family friendly and anything with gas canisters I just had nightmares about leaving it slightly unscrewed at night and people getting asphyxiated in tents. And a petrol stove is fantastic, but it's petrol so high in calories. If you know, if you set fire to a petrol stove anywhere near a tent, it's that's really, really horrible. And the transit came out as I think kind of the safest thing. It's it's it burns alcohol, which is great. But if you get alcohol on your hands, it's quite a cold flame relatively. It's not too bad. Um, as you say, it doesn't nothing gets too hot you shouldn't use any kind of stove in a tent at all but if you're going to break the rules of trench is not a bad one to break the rules with i think <laughs> you can use it in a well-ventilated porch as you say it doesn't it, the ground underneath doesn't get hot the top of it doesn't get hot you know it's like a little cooker with quite a cold outside um very very simple no moving parts and uh 
just works. Did we have some fun and games trying to get fuel for it originally? I seem to remember. I think yes, because the name for the fuel in Canada is different. Typically, you'd use methylated spirits in the UK. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, which is a very light, very light alcohol. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we tried. We, I think we bought two or three things that weren't the right kind of fuel in Canada. We just didn't know what to call it, and nobody knew what meths was. Well, over here, meth has a different, um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a different uh, option. But I think what we went ended up going with was over here was methyl hydrate, which is available in most of the North American kind of home improvement shops uh largely as a cleaning product for the for uh-huh. solvent based uh paints um it was cheap i think the bottle that we still have was like five six dollars and we still have a third of it to a half of it left after uh, some experimenting with you and then a good three four day trip with myself and simon do you want to talk yeah, a little it's... bit about the where the fuel goes because that's yeah. substantially different from both the the jet boil, which we and the Kelly kettle, which we've spoken about. Yeah, so I guess the big difference: the jet boil and the Kelly kettle are both fantastic at, at getting water hot really, really fast. They both just boil things. But if you want to be subtle and subtle and cook things, or simmer things, or do things gently, I think a transi is a better bet. Um, so it's an alcohol-based stove. I've got one here. Looks like looks like a, a sort of tin pot about eight inches across and four inches high with a lid on it. It's got a strap around it. When you dismantle it, it turns out to be a pot within another pot and possibly a kettle or a pan inside that, depending, and then an alcohol burner inside that. And you dismantle it all and put it together again. And you end up with uh, a ventilated stand with a a windshield on top of it and an alcohol burner and a pot inside it. So it's completely protected from the elements. You can, it's got the, the vents have got at the bottom, you can rotate it to fit the direction of the wind. And basically, the windier it gets, the better it likes it. And a, a, a fill of alcohol is maybe about I don't know, sort of 30 or 40 milliliters. Yeah. And that'll burn for 20, 25 minutes. I don't know. Has your alcohol burner got a, a simmer ring on it? It does it's have a like... simmer ring on it, which was kind of the hot or, or warm burning. It's it's okay. it, The simmer ring worked really nicely. Yeah. So it does take a bit of poking out and you can get slightly slightly scalded doing that. But yeah, it does mean that you can you can either just try and heat things up fairly quickly or you can you can gently simmer things so you can do but like you can render you can um you can fry a sort of onions and garlic and then you can render a, a tin of tomatoes down to a sauce uh, mm-hmm. or you can cook steaks with it or you can you can make casseroles with it which is which is kind of nice it's kind of lovely really and so the simmering essentially it changes the exposure to the top of the burner about how much then air is coming into contact so you have either the whole circle of the the alcohol pot open or you have a portion of it open uh, yeah no, i'm just taking my bits just now to look at to look at the burner inside my oh, that's so cute as well and everything's just got little logos stamped on it so so yeah so i've got a simmering with i've got another one that's just got the simmering but this one's got the simmering with like a sliding cap across it is that different to yours that's that's like mine yeah oh, it is the same okay yeah so yeah so you can you can decide how much of the top is open how much the top isn't open and it just affects it affects the temperature and burning speed. And underneath that, there's a lid for the burner. So the burner, if you leave the burner with some alcohol in it, you can actually shut it so you can travel around with it. And not everything smells of alcohol because uh, it doesn't leak out, which is kind of fantastic. And it's and it's pretty lightweight as well, isn't it? Like the whole the whole kit. Yeah, maybe oh, it's definitely under a pound. And it, and it looks big and bulky and old fashioned, but it is relatively light and it. And that does include well, my one's got my one's got a pan and a kettle in it and a frying pan, which is the I think, lid. 
I think ours has the frying pan at the lid, the handles so you can move things, and then the pot, and then the windshield and the aerating base. Yeah, so I didn't include the windshield as well. Stacks like Russian dolls into on top yeah. of each other, and, the, and then closes all in. And you yeah, mentioned it's earlier clever. that it's yours has your has a name stamped into it. Yeah, and that's that's the Tranja company, right? Yeah, so it's a Swedish company that I think is um, very close to 100 years old. If it's not 100 years old already. Uh, and everything is covered with transient made in Sweden um, on little bits of it. They've got, we, we <laughs> in preparation for this program, we had a look at the website. They've got some very cute t-shirts and a very, very nice calendar. It's a, it's a very hipster looking shop. And now I know about it. I'm afraid, I'm afraid I might be buying t-shirts and calendars. Damn. Well, as we spoke just before we recorded, you mentioned that part of probably the difficulty with them is just how enduring the product is. Like, Yeah, our- it's not a great business model, is it, in a way? No, because there's there's not many. Well, there's no moving parts other than the simmer ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I pr- presume alumi- uh, aluminium as opposed to steel, so it's pretty hard yeah. wearing. Mm-hmm. It's not going to rust. The one we have, as you said, was uh, you gave to us uh, was something you found in a charity shop, a secondhand store. Yeah, and it functions absolutely perfectly, right? As a both a simmering and boiling process. Yeah, yeah. Now and I think. Sorry, I was going to say, I think if, you, if you're going, yeah, if, if you're going out and about and you really are going to be far from home and you really, really need something that is not going to break down or let you down, um, I think it's hard to beat this one. There's, there's really nothing that you can, there's nothing you can break. No, and I, I, I might have to get used to cooking on it. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't take enough oil. I think it took a bit of um, beach sand to scrub off the stuck bits of fish on the bottom of the fry pan. But that was just because I didn't take enough oil and was getting used to how how to control the heat in that setting. Yeah, it, I think that might be the one the one downside. I don't know if you can get a non-stick version now, but it can be a little bit sticky. With, with ours, we tend to take, we've got a mini frying pan that's not transier. Uh, that's a wonderful uh, non-stick Chinook frying pan from the Army and Navy store in Canada. Um and we use that as the frying pan if we're frying things. Yeah. Um, and we use the we use the transier for casserole stewy things. And certainly um, for me, it was you know the other option was either not go to the on the canoe trip, which kind of we didn't want to do. We did want to do the canoe trip, uh, but when you have a fire ban, an open fire ban, the other option would be to take a propane stove, uh-huh. which was a little bulkier than I wanted to take. Although, you know, you can you can store a lot of goodies and comfort items when you're canoe camping, mm-hmm. as opposed to putting everything on your shoulders and carrying it. We weren't doing any portages. We weren't, any, we weren't going over any hills where uh-huh. you'd have to take everything out of the canoe and then carry the canoe and all of your gear. So it, it could be bulky, but not super bulky. And um, yeah, I, I think that was the one time I've really had good use of it. Although I think in preparing for this and having built a mini snow fort, with wind breaks around it, I'm quite tempted to see if I can get a cup of tea or, a, or maybe some pancakes or something. Maybe even a stew we could do out in the out in the snowfall. Yeah, yeah. On a sunny I, sunny day. Yeah, and I think if you wanted to go super light, if you if you went out with the transier and then you were going out for for a day or overnight or or whatever, you can you can take the burner out of it and just use the burner by itself or the burner with a windshield, which is obviously way 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 less efficient. I mean, the burner fits in the palm of my hand. It's it's you know three inches across and an inch and a half high, so you, yeah. you could take the burner full of alcohol. You've got twenty five minutes of a burn, um, and it's absolutely tiny. Yeah. 
Did you find um, we were t- you were talking about having sand in- using sand inside to scrub it clean? Did you did you find it was just a sooty mess by the time you'd finished with it? No, that was it was just fine. Okay. Did you yeah. put any water in the alcohol bin, or did you just run alcohol as it was the mess as it was? I just ran it as it was. Yeah. Okay. So I'd I've I, I'm still not sure um, what I think about this, but I the, the folklore is that if you put a few drops of water in the meths uh, in the burner, it's a little bit less. It burns a little bit less sooty. Okay. Um, and I I do tend to do that, and I'm not sure. I can't remember from not doing it if it was more sooty before. <laughs> Certainly, it's worth having a plastic bag to put around the whole thing afterwards. The the outside of everything yeah. can get a little bit sooty, but yeah. not a huge downside. Far less sooty than the Kelly kettle can get. Yeah, but then the Kelly kettle sooty bits are all on the inside anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you packs away and you forget about it. Um, the one thing about about the tranger is that when it's all packed up, there's a circle about three inches wide at the bottom of the um, the bottom of the stand um, through which the bottom pot pokes. So you have got a, like a sooty circle sticking out of the bottom of it, unless you've got a plastic bag around it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently waving that at you, um, yeah. but nobody's going to see this off camera. No, no. And I was going to ask, that's a pretty good strap you ha- have around it. Did that come with the kit or is that something you added on yourself? No, that came, that came, it came yeah. with it. It just looks, um, it's just got a lovely kind of 70s uh, carry more sort of look to it. I think it's yeah. just it's very, um, very sort of Duke of Edinburgh. I yeah, think. it's yeah, very fun. In, yeah, I think the strap, you've got a strap. Does your strap not say Transier? It does. Up? Mine does say Transier on it. Yeah, it's yeah. A bit more, bit more 1980s, I think. Yeah, it's a very... Um, as I say, very durable, very functional, wonderful little stove. I'm kind of enamored by it, as it were. Yeah. I'm not sure about the, the kettle. I don't know if you've got a kettle or not. So I before I had a Transier, I bought a Transier kettle just because it's a super compact um, design of kettle. Yeah. It's sort of very squat and it's got a very flat top, but it's not the biggest kettle in the world. And when I've when I've been when I've gone camping with the Transier, I've usually usually left the kettle behind. Um, and just use the pot to boil water in and use that as a kettle and then cook afterwards um, just because you can just get more stuff in and it's less weight. But I do seem to have ended up with two or three transier kettles. They're incredibly cute to look at, um, but they're not maybe the most useful size. Like but 500 but cc's, like a pint, just about a pint of water in there maybe? Yeah, like not quite enough for two really nice mugs. So you could do like, you could do two cups of tea, but yeah. two mugs you're a little bit short of maybe, I think. Um, yeah. but it's cleverly designed so it fits in it fits inside the kit and the burner fits inside that which is great yeah um, yeah i would say make sure the burner's in a plastic bag otherwise your tea does taste slightly uh, slightly boozy <laughs> small downside and that's different from adding a little bit of whiskey in your coffee right that's a yeah it's really really not recommended at all no, not at all wrong um, kind of alcohol so are there any other downsides you can think of I don't know. I think the burners can get a bit gummed up. So once once or twice I've taken I've taken so the burner's got um it's quite a clever sort of double burn system. So it doesn't just burn burn the alcohol off the surface. You end up with a you've got a little pond of alcohol burning in the bottom, and it's there's kind of a double skin to the burner, and the a lot of the alcohol, once it gets hot, um gasifies, and then you get jets of alcohol gas coming out of these tiny pinholes in a circle all the yeah. way around the top of the burner, and they then get reignited. So you get like a super, super efficient burn after about three or four minutes of it of it going. But the pinholes can get a bit gummed up after a while, especially if you're a, a messy or a careless cook. So sometimes you need to just go around a mall and take a wire brush to them. Or you can buy a new burner for like 10 or 15 quid every few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's my sense that they're not. I think that would be the only piece that wouldn't be longstanding. 
it's kind of a brass maybe a brass metal I, i'm not really sure Yeah, i think i think they're brass i kind of jokingly and i i've looked at the transgender website recently as well and it's kind of a once in a family once in an intergenerational family bit of gear really i i can't unless you drop rocks on it or or mm-hmm. lose it I, d- I don't see the whole piece not being fairly awesome yeah it's definitely the sort of thing that people like loads of people have gotten because their their mom had them or their dad had them or you know yeah they found them they found them in garages years later i'm trying to think if i when i was back in the scouts some 30 plus years ago whether or not we use them for scouting trips because it's again as you mentioned the kind of thing that in terms of playing with fire is a relatively safe thing to do with younger people mm-hmm. yeah yeah we never did i don't remember any i think when we were on, on scout trips it was it was just very kind of large scale large scale kind of heavy I guess kind of almost like military expedition style cookie. And it's such a shame because it, it would have been such a great piece of yeah. gear. I never saw a transgender in action until I was in my thirties and it was inevitably people, people older than me that you'd meet that were using them. And it's crazy because it's such a fantastic thing. It's yeah. brilliant. And is pretty in terms of using and, and then letting it cool. By the time you finish your meal, everything is touchable, wipeable, yeah. put back in the bag, ready to be packed up and go. Yeah. Like, and if you're really, if you're really lazy, all the, all the filthy cooking surfaces are on the inside. So your last yeah. your last meal of your trip, you can just pack it up and go home with it all dirty and horrible on the inside and clean it when yeah. you get home. We should we should really be working on commission for this, Ben. They are good. They are very, very good. Yeah. But if you have to, if you wanted to make like three or four or five litres of boiling water to, to do washing up with, we'd still use the Kelly, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think if I'm just boiling water and I don't have a fire ban, uh the kelly mm-hmm. is my go-to yeah, yeah maybe different for us in scotland the weather's just not as reliable and uh, no. i think a trench is a decent all, all year round piece of kit in scotland yeah well it was lovely to chat to you about this wonderful old-fashioned but amazing piece of stove kit yeah yeah i think it's going to be transier time soon for me i haven't used this one for a wee while but it's transier time soon i think awesome well enjoy your cup of tea will do enjoy your enjoy your snowy weekend i will nice do to chat to you